So that would be my response to that. I think there will be seed stage companies come along, but it's A, for operators at the pace of, of opening state markets, and B, technology, it's dependent on more than just uh, legalization. Five or six years ago, everything was a seed stage company. <laughs> yeah, amen to that. Verano wasn't even a thing five to six years ago. Now it's the third, fourth biggest footprint in the U.S. It's pretty incredible how these companies have come onto the scene with a fiery passion. From the PodConnect studios, high in the Rockies at the beautiful Beaver Creek Resort, it's the Raising Cannabis Capital Show. Today on MJ Bulls, we are joined by Elliot Lane, the Corporate Partner Director at Benzinga. Elliot, welcome to the show. Thank you very much for having me, Dan. Appreciate it. Very, very excited. There are so many things that we can talk about today. I thought we'd maybe start at high level, 50,000 feet, and sort of work our way down. Benzinga is just a huge financial media outlet. Most top traders, Wall Street traders, rely on the information for all the different markets and all the different industries and all the different sectors. With all those opportunities, why has Benzinga focused so much attention on cannabis? So as you mentioned, we cover every market out there and we cover it for the individual investor. But in terms of getting a start in financial media, there are obvious giants. You have your CNBCs and now your Cheddars, your Yahoo Finances of the world. But when it comes to how Benzinga made a name for itself, we were really one of the first ones to actively and excitedly cover emerging markets like cannabis, like financial technologies. Fintech has been something we've been covering and we've been hosting events in for eight, nine years. So those two pillars specifically, I think, are how we drew several million people to our site at first. So I think we had like two million visiting our site from like year five to like year eight. That's crazy. It's, I didn't realize that was sort of your bread and butter was the emerging markets, which makes a lot of sense. One of the things that you've done, which I feel like is put you in position to really have the pulse of the industry is you have a couple podcasts. You do a daily podcast and then you do a biweekly podcast, which really helps you keep your finger on the pulse of the industry. If, if you were to talk to some of our listeners, where do you see some of the real opportunities in the cannabis sectors right now? Depends on which listeners I'm talking to, right? But if, <laughs> if I'm talking to overall, someone looking from the outside into cannabis saying, hey, how can I jump in here? I'm, you know, I think we always have people on that preach diversity. Uh, so if I'm looking at cannabis and I'm talking to somebody who is emphatically behind the MSOs of the space, and the MSOs, I'm sure your audience knows, multi-state operators, some consider to be the biggest growth opportunities for investments in the industry. But I'm also looking at those who are supporting the space. I'm intensely excited about the hydroponics side. And, and nothing I say is financial advice. This is just my personal opinion. And from the interviews we have as well, Agrify, just how they are diving into being a full-fledged partner to their companies. Who's competing against Akerna right now in the public market space? Looking at maybe international companies as well, like your Flora Growth and those developing CBD footprints in the U.S., Plus international grows like Village Farms is now in Europe and the Flower Corp is now in Portugal and all these companies developing global footprints at the end of the day become a full and fledged investor yeah. benefiting from this space. That would be honestly in terms of opportunities, that's where I see it. But I don't think that's me discounting MSOs or the U.S. opportunity. Obviously, the U.S. is a market that has to be respected and those leading the way in this space will be 
amazing companies. I just think there are so many different opportunities out there. They've held up the space so far. Last year was REITs uh, that were really driving the way. Last month was US operators. Uh, we've seen stocks like Akerna drive the way. So it seems to be different month every two months. I think that's part of the excitement plus part of the frustration is that it's really hard to put your finger on it. And I'm not surprised that you weren't super comfortable with that question because I don't know that anybody really knows. If they did, they certainly wouldn't be sharing it. One of the things I do notice, though, is that a lot of our small family offices listeners over the last year or so have been frustrated or complained to me that they're not seeing as many good seed stage deals. And then on the flip side, I'm hearing a lot of the seed stage companies are saying, I'm not getting in front of as many family offices. I think I should based on the quality of my business. Why do you think that is? The age old question of capital flow in this, in this industry is it's a question that continues to change, but seed stage companies, I, I think you're seeing right now a stall point. And of course, you you look at these new state markets where I think you could get really cool seed stage companies, maybe like a Missouri. Uh, I think you have a few companies there that could legitimately be players in the state and solid single state operators. And that, that's that's the benefit of these new state markets rolling out. But when you have new technology companies, we're not nearly done yet. I've in the last two months spoken to several coins for, for dispensaries for them to utilize. So I mean, we, we are far from being done in developing the technology side. I, I think right now we've been a very quick growing industry. Yeah. <laughs> it's been a very fast pace to where we are now. And technology will will come. It, it doesn't necessarily follow the pace of cannabis legalization. So for me, as these state markets roll out, you know, it, it's exciting to see who steps up. But that being said, in the state markets that are interesting, you really have to be one of the top five single state operators to be an interesting M&A target for one of the yeah. MSOs. And if you're not, then the interest from investors tends to wane, I find at least. What, what is the point of being the sixth best SSO uh, at that point, investing in the sixth best SSO, I should say. And so that would be my response to that. I think there will be seed stage companies come along, but it's A, for operators at the pace of, of opening state markets, and B, technology, it's dependent on more than just uh, legalization. I agree with what you're saying. I usually say to them that five or six years ago, everything was a seed stage company. <laughs> yeah. Amen to that. Verano wasn't even a thing five to six years ago. Now it's the third, fourth biggest footprint in the U.S., it's pretty incredible how these companies have come onto the scene with a fiery passion. Well, let's talk about your conference. It's coming yes. up in Miami on April 20th and 21st. Tell us a little bit about the Benzinga Cannabis Capital Conference. Yeah, so this is something that Benzinga has been putting on since 2018. When I think of our events at Benzinga, obviously media first, that's the backbone of everything we do. But these events provide direct access, direct engagement from the companies to the audience, to the investors, to the entrepreneurs, service providers of the industry. And I think that's incredibly important for companies to be a part of. Yeah. And when we first dove into the space, we partnered with the likes of companies like New Camps Ventures and Alan Brockstein at 420 Investor to really bring the who's who of the industry in at that time. Once COVID hit, obviously, we were able to keep going because we have a very large audience of individual investors 
we're able to continue driving agendas and work with companies that we hadn't worked with to that point. So now we're seeing the benefit of both of those. We're driving agendas that three years ago, I wouldn't have thought possible for Benzinga. So I'm super excited about that. Whether you like MSOs or not, whether you are against corporate cannabis or not, we're also supporting social equity. We are supporting several businesses that we want to give a platform to and provide them a spot to get in front of investors, get in front of potential partners, grow their visibility. We want to start supporting the industry from every side. And that is all under a financial umbrella of Benzinga, but it's investment oriented. It's M&A, truly met Harvest Health at our event. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's got a history of success in terms of who we bring. We do want to grow. We want everybody to come experience the event. So it's not like we are saying no to certain attendees, uh, but we do bring the best of the best. It, obviously, I'm biased as heck. Take with a grain of salt. But I think if you just look at our lineup, bzcannabis.com, it's, it's, it's impressive. And one major speaker I got to shout out is Carson Humiston. <laughs> <laughs> She'll be joining a panel uh, for Vanks, really talking about how to use a raise. How, how do you go about using the funds from a raise in this space and, and really digging in and becoming a leader? She's talking with uh, leaders in the industry from CAN, Luke Anderson from CAN and, and Work, a major HR and software platform. So we're touching on MSOs, we're touching on international. How do you have access to cannabis with weed maps? I could go on and on, man. I don't want to no. <laughs> make this a giant advertisement for you, but I, I'm very happy and proud of where this event is. I think you're onto something. I really do. I think the idea of a place where investors can just have a conversation with legitimate growing companies is so needed. It's so mm -hmm. needed. Well, we'll have all of that information in our show notes. So if anybody's interested in registering and zipping down to Miami, it's a good time of year. For, spend 420 in Miami. That's not a bad place to be on 420, <laughs> right? <laughs> we'll try and make it worth your while, man. I, I do remember one of our attendees last time we were in Ma Miami just happened to pull a giant canagar out of his pocket. I'm not saying I, I partook in that. No admissions. <laughs> But it was awesome. <laughs> but that being said, we have fun. Honestly, events are fun. Being on the beach is fun. And it's incredibly content driven for us. So educational updates from these companies. Where are we going to be at the end of 2022? We'll have the likes of Brady Cobb and you know, legislative leaders talking as well. So I think overall, there's something for everybody. And it's not just our events. Y'all, it's, it's, we'll see you at MJ Biz. We'll see you guys at events around the country as well. I'll be at the Alternative Products Expo in a couple of weeks. It's just making sure that we support the industry as an editorial, a financial news outlet, as well as providing access to these companies for the investors that listen to us. That's awesome. You can also cuss Elliot just about every day. And <laughs> every weekday. I don't know what week. I did. Yeah, yeah. He takes the weekends off, but on his podcast. It, and was it every twice a month on the a week? So we do two interviews a week, uh, every Tuesday and Thursday, live on our YouTube channel at 4 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, we just did Verano yesterday. We have Tommy Chong. We've interviewed Whitney Tilson. Uh, tons of really cool people on there. Almost as cool as Dan Humston's podcast. Not quite there yet. Uh, but Cannabis Daily is a five-minute update every morning around 10 a.m. It'll come on. But we have a podcast galore, crypto, cannabis, teas, uh, Benzinga.com slash podcasts. If you guys are interested in learning about anything that has to do with investing, Benzinga has it for you. That's good to know. And we're going to have Elliot back on the show again. So Elliot, 
a lot of fun. I'm glad you, glad to finally have you on thank the show. You. Look forward to having you on again. Yeah, Dan, thank you so much, man. It's really nice to talk to you. And if you are going to come and see Cannabis Insider, I promise you Dan's going to be there at some point in the near future. Appreciate you, my friend. Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows. Hey there, this is Cheryl Murray Powell Esquire, and I'm the host of the Terps in the City podcast. I am a cannabis agricultural dietary supplement and trade attorney. I'm also a hemp farmer, and I've been recently named to the list of High Times Magazine's top 100 influencers in cannabis. I'm inviting you to follow me along my journey as I move back to New York to support the adult use market there. You're going to get a chance to listen to conversations with some of my friends along the way. I look forward to seeing you at Terps in the City.